they, you know, will order this video for 19.95 or whatever, and you call in and you want to buy it, and then they have exact tested phrases for what to say to people to get them to buy another video for only $5 more. For the upsell? Yeah, for the upsell. And they test exactly what sentence works. And, you know, they do all sorts of things. They have people, when they're talking to you, smiling and looking at mirrors. They put mirrors on these on the you know the telemarketer's desk so that the order taker's desk so they can see whether they're smiling or not because people can hear if you're smiling in, on the phone and that actually helps with sales. So there's all sorts of things that people have done with this field. They really really have gotten down to the you know the nitty gritty with it. I, I think one of the experts is Donald Moynes. Uh, he's really gone into sales scripting for the financial industry because there's there's a lot of money in that industry. So he decided that that's where he's going to uh, um, become a real, real, real expert. And, and Donald, and he basically said, look, whoever has the best words wins. And he's convinced that, and it's not because this is his business, but because it's really true that sales scripting is probably the most lucrative, highest return on investment marketing activity you can perform, you know, where you can get 700 to 1,000% returns on just changing the words that people use for what you say to customers coming in the store or in copywriting or in your sales dialogue. But he said basically you have to come up with a script, you got to practice it, you have to rehearse it, you have to write them down, you always have to improve them. And you know, Mike, there's nothing unethical, like I said about this, because lawyers use this. Presidents use this. Not just the best salespeople. Everybody whose career is dependent on words uses this because it's responsible for their success. Robert Kennedy, what he did was he used to take a look at the the way he was holding his hand Mm -hmm. when he was emphasizing a point. He would practice that over and over again so it would look natural. And you know, if they can do it, they would do this for words, they would do this for their hairstyle, they would do... This is important. This is what people of power do because they know all these things are important. Organized, persuasive words have power. You know, the average salesperson out there will have two or three canned responses to objections, but the best people out there, the best salesmen, they have, oh, 15, 20, maybe 30 responses that they know of. They're not going to use them all, but they have that available for, you know, the, the you know, objections. So could a, could a HMA consultant go in to any business and just focus as their expertise as a, as a sales scripting expert and implement that with an existing business and get dramatic returns? Absolutely. If it's the right thing, absolutely. And here's how you do it. Okay, I'm going to tell you two ways you can do this. Okay. All right? And, you know, Jay, Jay Abraham would tell you to do this. Gary Halbert, Halbert would tell you to do this. John Cables would tell you to What you do is, let's say it's you. Okay, or or the business owner. Let's mm-hmm. say he has a small shop. Using a tape recorder, you have him start recording all his conversations with the prospects and customers, whether it's on the phone or in person. Anytime they're trying to sell somebody, you have them record it, and then you have them transcribe all the recordings, or you transcribe it for them. We're taping the number one salesman, right? Well, if it's like a one-person shop, it's it's them. But uh, you know, if it's the best, yeah, absolutely. All right. You know, if you have a room of a hundred you'd get the top two or three of these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, And you can break this down to who is best at getting the appointment, who is best at getting data collection, who is best at closing it. You know, you can break it up in all sorts of pieces and find out who is best for this part. Because, for instance, there is, you know, who has the best rate in their firm for getting the sales presentation so you can go visit them. Then what you do is you would do this sales scripting on them 
who is the best at closing the sale or actually making the sale? Well, the person who gets the interview might not be the best person for the sale, so you would break it up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like in a telemarketing room. You have you have different people doing different activities. Um, some people on the phone who are telemarketing are good at introducing and building rapport, and then when it comes to the close, they may turn it over to the manager or a closer. Exactly. So everybody is, is doing what they do best. So, But if you want to make it even, okay, is that one person has to be jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. You find out for each part of the sales process who's best at what, and then you record it, transcribe it, go through the transcript, okay, and improve it. Get rid of all the fluff. Get rid of all the stuff that doesn't really work. You know, selling points that don't really help the presentation, but all the benefits and interesting facts. Arrange them in such a way that it works, and then basically you come up with a, you know, for instance, beginning of a sales letter or a partial sales script. And I've heard people tell me over and over again that they have they have telemarketers who are a little dumber than the rest, mm-hmm. but who just basically go by the sales book over and over and over again. They're always the number one or number two salesman just because they're consistent. The consistency, you're consistently consistently excellent with it. You don't have to be talented. All you got to do is be able to read. Exactly. And I was a salesman. I was a door-to-door salesman in college for books for a company. All I did was I memorized their sales script, mm-hmm. and I went to the number of people they said per day, mm-hmm. and I was the top salesman in my group of 100 people. Well, what, kind of, what were you selling? Encyclopedias? Yeah, we were selling books door-to-door. Down in, well, I was down in Beckley, West Virginia. We were selling all sorts of children's books and things like that. It was a college job, and all I did was I just did exactly what they told me to do. I memorized 100 pages of sales scripting. I was the only person to do that, and I just requisite number of um, calls per day, mm-hmm. and I was the number one salesman. So yeah. of my group, and in the whole company, I was in the top, it was like the top 1% of the whole company as well. Mm-hmm. And all I did was, you know, I wasn't really necessarily good at it. I just followed the sales script. Well, I sold my first summer out of, out of uh, college. I sold Cutco Cutlery. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Cutco? Yeah, sure. Okay, and you know they put you through a training, and they have a proven, a proven scripted presentation. And all the salespeople were to do was to take the prospect through that presentation. It was a flip chart type presentation, and it was all scripted. And I became the number one selling Cutco salesman for that group in my area in Atlanta at that time. What was the key to your success? I think the key was really calling on the people and just doing the you know doing the work and following the presentation. I mean, there was it was just work. Yeah, to me it was, it became the same thing. It was just work, and I found a lot of people weren't willing to do the work. They gave me all the tools that were tested for a natural conversion rate, and it was just a matter of the law of averages. If you did the work and saw enough people, you would have this natural conversion rate via the law of averages. And you'll do very well at sales. And that's how I became number one. I just did the work. What people do who are really go-getters is they'll take that natural conversion rate and then they'll figure out, well, how in the world can I make that a little higher? You know, you don't have to worry about that just to begin. Just do the hard work and get that natural law of averages conversion rate out there. But most people, they fail on that. They're, they're you know, they're focused on, well, what magic sentence or this or that. No, you just got to do the hard work. What you were mentioning before is if you have three or four top sales pros in a company, let's say it's pharmaceutical sales or what have you, you know, one thing you can do is you can call them up on the phone and have them try to sell you and record the call. And, you you know, you just basically tape record these guys. Either you go with them if they go out or or if it's a phone call, you tape record them for selling to people 
and you transcribe the tapes where they actually close the sales. And that's the basis for an initial sales script book. Sales superstars, they don't talk like everybody else. They have a very distinctive form of communication. You know, they know how to build trust with people. They know how to tell stories, get, you know, the attention focused. What you do is you have to tape record that, analyze it, and then perfect and hone it. What's used, the most powerful words by the top salespeople, and then you create a proprietary training system for whole sales teams. And, and mortgage companies use this. Banks use this. And they put together these books, and they put them together on, like, red paper or blue paper so they can't be photocopied because these things are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Donald Moyne, he has a sales script book. It's called a sales script book. I have them available, and they're a couple hundred dollars. So if anyone's interested, please get, you know, just get in touch with me or shoot me an email. But it's a huge notebook, a three-ring binder. All the pages are read, and it's how to answer any objection. I mean, you could use it for your consulting business, or you could use it as something that you can design a sales script book, um, use it as a template for whatever industry you're working in, and you have every objection answered in a proven sales script formula, and it's been tested and tested. So anyone interested interested in that, just get back with me. And you can use that particular book, because I have that. You can use that one at the beginning to see, hey, how can I change this? Or what can I use you know, in addition to this if you were to create a sales scripting book for a particular industry? Mm-hmm. But, you know, basically what you do is an, another way you do it is you group of the salespeople down close together into a room. You close the door and you, you start writing down every objection that they get from people, okay? You'll get, oh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 objections, all right? And then you should be able to predict for your salesman the 20 proje- uh, objections you're normally going to get. So what you can do for a firm if you really want to help them is you write down all the objections, and then you create a, you know, a separate piece of paper or a separate section in your script book because you're going to create a script book for that particular firm for each major objection. So you can always quickly find what you need, and you write down the best responses from the group for each objection. And, you know, you might want to put down in there, you know, like little notes for, like, if the customer is a friendly type or an analytical type or a fun-loving type, you know, you would use this response or whatever. You can make a joke out of it or what have you. You know, this is what you do when you take the, you're taking, you know, a brainstorming session where you're basically putting everybody together into a room. You, you shut the door so there's no, no distractions, and you get this information out of them, and then you interview a sales superstar, see what they say, and add that into it. Mm-hmm. And basically, you use that as the basis of, you know, of, of coming up with a sales script, and then you hone it and you polish it. It's just like writing advertising copy, and it's hard work. You've got to spend time on it, but wow, Mike, this is, it's worth, this is worth lots of money. Okay, because today in the Internet, they're all realizing that, you know, you put up a web page, and, you know, it's got to convert people, so it's what you say that sells. Yeah, words. And, and it's the words. It's how you sell it. I mean, the rest of the stuff is how do I get people to the site and all this other stuff, but, and, you, and it relies on basic psychological, you know, discoveries. Always show choices, raise objections first, you know, like, oh, I know what you're thinking, and, um, you know, I, you might be saying to yourself, blank, 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 right now, you know, bring up the hidden objections and deal with it. Add powerful stories. Uh, go back when you have a sales script. This is what Donald Moyne and other people do. What they do is they go back and they add in NLP words to the scripts. For instance, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, tells you that some people are auditory thinkers. 
where they'll say something like, oh, I hear what you're saying, or that sounds right to me. You see the words here and, and sound, or some people are like oh, um, visual, or like, oh, I see, I see where you're going, or that looks right. The kinesthetic people are like, I feel, I feel, they're talking about, I feel, or that, that doesn't touch the right nerve. You see, what you can do is you can take those type of NLP phrases and put them back into the sales dialogue if it's not there so that you have a chance of matching with those type of people as well. You know, and that's really, really a powerful little, little secret that I put in there. Because once again, it's not, it's not just what you say, but how you say it. Your speech rate, your, whether you're loud, whether you're using long or short sentences. You've got to be sincere. You've got to match your voice to the customer. You should be triggering buying emotions. You should be asking questions. Is this clear to you? You know, it's not just like you're reciting a script. But what it is, is it's a planned sales talk that you're coming up with, not a canned one. It has to become personal. And this is basically what you do for sales scripting. And you can do sales scripts for the initial presentation. You can come up with question scripts, objection scripts, data collection scripts, closing scripts, all sorts of things. It doesn't really matter. Any part of your business process that deals with customers, you can figure out what are the best words to say. For instance, a lot of people have receptionists, and they teach them how to answer the phone. If you are talking about the written word, to improve it, you're going to look at the world or the realm of copywriting. It's an art, and it's a science. But in the face-to-face sales dialogue, whether it's over the phone or the person is right there talking to you, you need sales training for people. And the right words to use, coming up with that, the right sentences to use, etc., and structuring the sales dialogue, that's called sales scripting. And if you test these words, you know, it comes back to Jay Abraham and all the copywriters, they all say the same thing. You have to basically come up with some stuff and test it. Mm-hmm. And always try to find something that's better and better and better. And if you can do that, you'll eventually come up with better sales dialogue and, and better closing rate and more sales. You know, and you're making it more fun, too. You know, it's, it's not you're becoming a robot. You're freeing yourself up. You're making this a, a lot more fun. You're giving yourself a lot more free time. And you're, you're able to zero in on what they want really, really, really quickly, especially if you ask them, what is it most important to you? You know, if, you know what else is most important to you? Because you know what? What you're trying to do is help these guys. You're trying to service them. And if you find a quicker way of satisfying them and getting, getting them what they want, then you're doing your job versus just trying to sell and, you know, push it on them. So the whole idea of sales scripting is, once again, it's not you're jamming things down their throat. You're just saying things in the most pleasant way. And you're always asking questions because you're trying to match and give them what they really, really, really want. But if you say it in the right way, that's the difference between an open door and a door where, you know, they're not really, you know, going to listen to you. Bill, this has been extremely helpful, and it really emphasized the point to me how important scripting is. And if you could give my HMA consultants some kind of one, two, three plan of how they can at least get started in implementing a sales scripting plan for their consulting business, what would you tell them to do? You know, that's a really good question, Mike. You know, there's not a lot of information out there. The only information you usually find on this is at the, you know, the high-powered $10,000 seminars, which is, is probably why I'm working on a book on sales scripting. I, I think the easiest thing to do is go, go to Amazon.com and pick up um, Donald Moyne's uh, books. He's got one or two of them. It's uh, M-O-I-N-E-E-S, okay, Donald Moynes. Pick up the Donald Moynes books just to you know learn the power of sales scripting. And the next thing is, 
after that, they can start poking around in the field of NLP. You know, as a, as a marketing consultant, you don't need to learn it, but you should know about it. And there's so many books out there, it's very, very hard to figure out which one would be the best one. And then they, you can scoot over to, um, you know, the words that sell.com to pick up one particular, you know, the entrepreneur one or the CEO one, uh, one of these little sales profiles to see how to bond with people. But I would focus pretty much on the Donald Moyne stuff first because that's pretty much the basis of the idea of sales scripting. It tells you what to say, what not to say. Use words like investment instead of cost or agreement rather than contract, things like that. And you can pick his books up, probably even used for, you know, five, ten bucks. Yeah, five, ten bucks. I mean, some of them are out of print, um, but um, I always pick them up, you know, used. And he has, you know, this more expensive one that you mentioned. It's like 150 or $200. If you, I wouldn't buy it. I would not buy it until you actually had, if you had to do a sales scripting contract for people, then what you would do is you'd pick that up and then you'd use that as a basis, you know, behind the scenes for going through and figuring out how to structure or adding in uh, a number of different situations for people, you know, what in the world do we say when he says it's too expensive or the quality is not high enough. He has some stock answers in there. Bill, thank you very much again. We've almost got a little series of uh, talks, but the the, uh, response from the consultants has been great. They're great down-to-earth, information-packed subjects that you just can't find out there, and I really appreciate you doing it. Well, I hope they enjoy this because, Mike, this is so important and nobody talks about it. You know, you've, you've got to know a little bit about salesmanship or sales training, but nobody tells you about sales scripting. And if you can go into a firm and either get them to record the top guys and you analyze it or get them to sit down and come up with a sales script book and then get them to use it, the sales go up 20%, 30%, 50%. They paid for your fees. And, and this stuff is it's not hard to do. It's just time-consuming. Well, it, it, this is just so powerful. I mean, the headlines for sales letters, I have headline books, you have headline books. You know, I've invested thousands of dollars in headline books. What are the best headlines? Sales scripting is basically coming up with the headlines or the sentences that you say that just have a really big impact and keep working over and over again. And then the one I told you guys is killer. I mean, what brings you into the store today? That alone will increase sales if they use it. Remember now that you can teach a lot of people this and they won't use it and say, oh, it didn't work, it wasn't worth anything. Well, yeah, they got a hundred sales people on the floor, but nobody's using it. Then it starts to work. When is your book going to be ready on this? Well, it should be out in probably a couple months, by the end of the year. All right, well, please let us know when it's ready. I'd love to recommend it to the consultants. Will do. All right, Bill. Hey, it's been great again. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. That's the end of our recording on sales scripting. Bill covered an incredible amount of information and lots of scripts that you can go to the transcripts and pull out and use in your HMA presentations. Please make sure you check back in the HMA University often for new additional recordings. Enjoy. Here is another tip for you, and it has to do with swipe files. And I'm going to hand you a lifetime membership of a swipe file you cannot beat. 
And if you go over to my website, hardtofindads.com, you'll find a free resource waiting for you with over 800 hard-to-find ads. Now, these aren't pretty fluffy ads that you're going to find in Madison Avenue at all the advertising agencies. These are hardcore, copy-intensive, direct-response ads, ads including Gary Halbert's, a huge collection of Brian Keith Voiles, entire best collection of ads that you can download, ads by Eugene Schwartz, ads by Ben Suarez, ads by John Carlton that you can view up close, you can read the text, and you can use to develop and create your own direct mail promotions. So get on over to hardtofindads.com. That's H-A-R-D-T-O-F-I-N-D-A-D-S.com. You'll be glad you did.